Oh, boy. Yeah, it's too bad we weren't recording for all that stuff, eh? (laughs) (laughs) Oops. let us know you're recording i don't like that zoom announces now that we're recording yeah. it gets me i agree nervous. i'm just i feel like the government is now watching us from the time we hit record and stop oh yeah they're just watching us now <sighs> just now. yeah right <laughs> just now i'm that's like social I, media they don't do that i'm Only like i have they- this i have this computer in my pocket that's probably frying my uterus but yeah <laughs> Yeah, they're I only like the idea that with now. everything going on in the world, whatever was just taking place on mic before we were recording was like a high red flag <laughs> high priority we're for this. <laughs> we're on the <laughs> big the Illuminati. screen. We're, yep. we're on the big yep. screen right now in whatever room they're watching us from. <laughs> these four chuckleheads that gather every Monday on Zoom. These are the real. These are the real masterminds. We need to watch these guys. They're the hand of power. We tell the president, sir, that idiot doesn't need to know anything. We're the real rulers here. Uh, They say the varsity blondes aren't over, sir. (laughs) What are are we going to do? But it's Brian Pillman Jr. (laughs) Write that down. That's a great, uh, that's a great title. That young boy still thinks that CM Punk should have signed with impact because the roster's too big <laughs> he still thinks he's showing up in wwe at that in january at the royal rumble <laughs> young boy still thinks he's i'm sorry oh my face hurts ah off oh, from the the joy and the laughter ah oh boy you good? I'm back. I'm back. All right. All right. So you know what? We've missed a couple of episodes. Um, I think one I just completely fucked up. One I had the issue with Zoom last week. Chuck, you, your life is making some changes, so we missed sure. a week. Let's just talk. Let's just talk. <laughs> this is the one fall show. At times, has been a quiz show. Um, I'm not sure it really has ever been a friendly conversation about professional wrestling, but you know, that's what we're selling. So it's a a friendly conversation about professional wrestling. And uh, I'm Shawnee Constant and I'm here with uh, Justin Valentine. How you doing, sir? I decided to call on you as I see you diving for your, uh, your, your Cheez-Its far away from the mic. (laughs) You wait for me to turn away to say hi. Hi. Yeah, no, this feels good to be doing this again. Um, And listen, guys, I visited my old place of work. Yes, I visited the rat Chuck E. Cheese this past week. Hey, and nothing has changed in the four years that I've been gone. I miss, I miss the rat. Yeah, I do. Yeah, were there, were there birthday parties going on? There were. You know what? I actually showed up on, on a weeknight, so it that, those were the fun nights because it was slower. There was just enough people to keep you, you know, occupied, but there was a lot more room so you could just, you know, finish your work and play some games. Best nights to work at Chuck E. Cheese. It's fantastic. Interesting. Yeah. How was the pizza? 
Pizza was good. I, uh, I had uh, some pizza, which that hasn't changed. I had some cheesy bread that changed because they added some the orange cheese on top. Never was a thing when I was there. What, Erica? I, be- I believe they call that cheddar. <laughs> the orange cheese. Orange cheese. <laughs> I go by it, color. It, I go by colors in my life. Okay. Okay. Thank you that's very much. Fair enough. Because you usually do the white cheese only, <laughs> but they added Whoa. too much color. Mozzarella. <laughs> let's just move on chuck how you doing man hey i'm here yeah <laughs> no i'm doing all right you know um we we chatted a little bit last week uh i don't i don't think it made it into an episode but it's been a hell of a couple of weeks of wrestling and uh we were just chatting as soon as i got in that uh i'm a big famous person now because i'm on the latest episode of sammy guevara's blog are you actually did you watch it and did you appear I did watch it and uh, they did shoot a whole bunch of stuff while I was doing the all elite wrestling panel on last Saturday at Astronomicon. Um, so yeah, you can, you can see me and hear, hear me ask a couple questions and it's, uh, it's pretty cool. He that's has lines and really everything. cool. Yeah. That's, that's really fun. And how like, so you did how many panels over at Astronomicon? Uh, three, one each day uh, Friday, uh, James from nerd radio and myself, uh, did a Q&A with Mick Foley, and that was fantastic. He is, he's just charming. He's like a dad. He's just like a cool dad. Um, and if there's anyone in wrestling, wouldn't he be high on everybody's list to want to sit down and have a chat with? Oh, for sure, for sure. But that's the thing. Like, his his mind is is really, like, he's always had a good storytelling mind, but it is sharpened to a killing uh edge now with these with these stand-up shows that he's doing and stuff so you know he's got he's got a quip for everything there's nothing that catches mick foley really off off foot that's awesome very cool and so who was in the second uh the second panel uh saturday was the aew panel that was sammy guevara um ty conti was there um darby allen was uh was a part of it number five from the dark order sans mask was hanging out behind us Ooh. and uh charlie ramon who uh, apparently is a security guy in AEW and has a very big part in sammy guevara's blog so he's a very funny dude all right and then sunday i got to talk to uh dirk manning who did the comic uh yes and, autobiography and, and of and, tony and. shivani handsome tony yes handsome tony and let me tell you uh, i talked to him maybe two times in passing once at the panel. And then I did an interview for nerd radio and uh, I am a lifelong Tony Schiavone fan from here on out. Like dude's great. Dude's just really wholesome. Love to hear that. Yeah. Love Now, Were you able to ask him about his friendship with the uh, DMD Britt Baker? You know, I didn't. Cause I thought that's probably ah. a question that he gets all the time. So it's probably something that like he's answered a billion times. And I'm like, okay, that's, you know, that is what it is. But I did ask him, you can hear it in this week's nerd radio. Um, I did ask him about having people in your headset, uh, feeding you lines or possibly screaming at you. And he stopped me and he's like, nobody screams at me. If anybody Ooh. screamed at me, that would be my last day there. So, whoa, get them Tony. Yeah. What's yeah. That was pretty cool. Tony. Uh. Uh, it's my understanding so that giving it to him is uh, uh, part of Drip God Tony Schiavone's uh, lifelong mission. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great meme that appeared on our One Fall Show Facebook group. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. No, he's, he's cool, dude. He's super cool. 
he's even um, he's a he's a bit of a radio personality as well so like he's done radio and stuff so uh i didn't go into it looking to ask him for advice but i ended up with what i felt was some good advice awesome very very cool all right and last but certainly not least our moral compass our our, our north star in the seas of this this terrifying universe uh, the, the woman who is not wrong miss erica banis you know i i wish i had a witty quip to say about wrestling but i'm still too distracted by the fact that justin valentine knows nothing about cheese um I, you want to you want to know what i want to <laughs> do sir i think you and i should get together we yeah. should have some sort of like wine and cheese tasting oh i feel I like this so many colors i there's so many colors <laughs> yes yes i will, the, I will the find the red wine and the white and yeah <laughs> okay one last time erica what do you call the blue cheese adorable <laughs> uh or it could be gorgonzola that gorgonzola is also kind of a like Too a many syllables. Like, a, like a moldy tasty cheese you don't just eat gorgonzola like on its own unless you're like a psycho you, right. it's a nice crumble atop a salad but as we as we record this podcast i am eating the orange cheeses i used to like I mean, when yeah. uh, ultraman would fight gorgonzola right yeah it's a it's a tough day when gorgonzola starts knocking down buildings in your neighborhood Anyway, yeah, I think if, man, I know this isn't technically a vlog, but now I really want it to be so I could, it's, you know, Erica and Justin's wine tasting and cheese <laughs> and cheese party. Oh, Look for that, that on our Patreon. We can do that in the Champions Club. No problem. I will just stand by and film and uh, maybe I love that add idea. a quip or two. I love that idea. All right. All right. This All is right. gonna be good. Book it. Book it. I don't like I don't like wine though, but I'll, I'll suffer through it for you. Well, I, well, you're a beer guy, right? I'm a beer guy. I mean, beer and shot guy. Okay. Is he old can... enough for alcohol? Come on. I mean, he's okay. he's he's our child, but we can at least buy the child a drink. So okay. It's fine. Thank you. No, no, knowing this, okay, you're more of a hard liquor, a little. This, yeah. this is going to be fun. We're going to do uh, this and it's going to oh, be magic. Yeah. We'll so all sad. chip in for the fucking lift to roll his <laughs> drunk ass home. You, right. think, you think I can, the kid can handle a lot more than you realize. I promise. Plus there's going to be ample crackers to soak some stuff. Right. Up, so it's fun. A lot, there's going to be plenty of colors to help me out. Yeah. <laughs> the whole rainbow will be there. Okay. Rainbow of, of cheese colors. You know what? No, this is now a charcuterie podcast. We're not talking about wrestling anymore. <laughs> charcuterie <laughs> podcast. Yep. There's been too many bad Monday Night Raws. We're changing topics. Yes. <laughs> of a wine and cheese and alcohol. It's going to be a hoot. Oh, that's fantastic. And our first guest, uh, uh, this new one fall charcuterie show, no longer about wrestling whatsoever. We're never talking about wrestling. Our first guest today, Reginald. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I don't remember who I was talking to, but they were like, they were upset with Reginald having the 24 seven title. And I was like, I, th I think it's, it's fine. I th I th he does flippy shit and it's fun to watch. I think it's the most entertaining that 24 seven title has been since it's been a thing. No knock on our truth, but I think it's, it's funny. He's had some legitimate matches and now some fun segments. I'm, I'm good with it. I haven't watched any of it. Nope. <laughs> I have not seen a single moment of I didn't I didn't know Reginald was holding that belt. 
Yeah, the 24th. All right. Well, I think that's all the news in wrestling from the last three weeks. Ah, Uh, That was great. And we're done. (laughs) All right. We'll go watch Raw. (laughs) God. Oh, yes. The the big, big news is all wrestling is bad except for Raw. It's been a crazy time here in the the One Fall Bunker while episodes haven't been. (laughs) Raw actually got good. No way. Nope. No, sadly, no. And I've given it a couple of of chances. I gave it a couple of chances. I was like, this is still just not worth my time. I I think a huge part of it is just the way it's, it's, it feels like watching a, an NFL game between two teams that aren't even close to making the playoffs. Very true. God, that's such a great, like it goes on and on. And you notice every commercial, every sponsorship, every plug, every error in, you know, every, every little minor error in production. (laughs) You're just like, what am I doing? (laughs) Why have I devoted myself to this, this Sisyphean task? That is the perfect coming from a sports guy, the perfect analogy, Shawnee of, you know, a hundred percent it like you're watching it, right? Like, Per, in Detroit, and to be fair, as Lions fans, game. we know yes, this I was just gonna say, all yes. too well. <laughs> no, we know what these games are like because honestly, all of our sports by this time of the year, none of our teams are in the playoff race. So every time they play another team that isn't in the playoff race, this is what we're watching. We're watching Monday Night Raw. Yes, and this is and, and that's that's perfect. And I think with Raw, again, you go to the three hours, but what I think hurts Raw the most isn't just the three hours, but the fact that they have to find a way to fill that three hours. Cause now they don't have nearly enough to fill before it was still too long, but they had more superstars. So it was still too long, but it was still filled a little bit. Now they're dragging out segments, dragging out matches and it gets dull because matches and segments aren't meant to be dragged out as long as they are on raw. And then you just lose interest in everything. Yeah, I I've long been a proponent of matches should not go two segments. Like if you got if you want to put on a 20 to 40 minute barn burner, you save that for the goddamn pay-per-view and you get in and out of your matches on television so we can yes. get to the next thing. Yep. Or maybe even do, you know, uh we had talked about that many, many times, Chuck, and I was always on the opposite side of that coin, but maybe you could even do your your main event as uh, well, the problem with that then is then, well, no, I, th- I think you could do the main event as a many multi-segment match, but yeah. I, there, there are just so many ways you could fix raw. And we've talked about that so much and it, it's just at its core, like, so each layer of it needs to be adjusted, right. From, from the, the foundational beats to uh, the, the, the organization and the production and the writing and like, just at, it's like, boom, boom, boom. It's so broken. And, and, you know, you get rid of Bray Wyatt, and uh, there's not really much reason for me to watch it. That's what I'm finding. Yeah, I think, I mean, the answer is probably different for, for everybody, but I think everybody's got their, you know, their favorites on each particular show that it's like, well, if they're not there, then why should I be there? And well, Ray is definitely one that uh, a lot of us are, are real big fans of. I'm sure there's people that were very upset when Braun Strowman got released. Yeah, oh, yeah. somewhere. Well, and sure, because, I mean, he had been on uh, and a major player, for two years, three years, five right. years. I mean, you know, he wasn't a major player early on, but he was just consistently there every single week. And that's one of the annoying things about that. Let, let me take that back. That's one of the deal breakers for me with WWE sure. at this point is, is just cutting off 
people at the at you know within the middle of a push right like yeah the whole fundamental job is now so cited in favor of the employer yeah that as a working class person i find it offensive now i get that they're making a lot more money and you know we justin valentine talking about sports you know that's a conversation that that sports fans uh, sports radio stations and whatnot have you know every month or two or three or you could be talking about anything and someone brings up the economics i get it. it's a different stratosphere it's a different type of world mm-hmm. than than the general working class world but it's just like imagine if you were chasing your dream and you got to your dream and then just some asshole for no reason that like nobody agrees with this except for one person in a room somewhere it's just it's so disheartening and listen before we went on i brought up and we might we're gonna get to AEW, obviously but i brought up the post-show segment that cm punk and christian uh, cage did after rampage and with uh you know kazarian in there and such it's We'll say what you will about AEW, and again, we'll get into that, but it just feels like these wrestlers are genuinely enjoying themselves in AEW right now. They are happy to be there. Ratings or not, we'll you know, critique AEW and so on. That, that, all that BS aside, the people who are there genuinely are enjoying their career right now i mean my god you pulled cm punk who hated this damn business for so long because of wwe back into it and these guys are having the time of their lives christian feels like he's on top of the world back at it all these guys all these older wrestlers want to be around it again because it feels legit like when cm punk said he left professional wrestling in 2005 and returned to 2021 that's how everyone feels right now that feeling is is it there in wwe there's good parts of wwe there's even good parts of raw right rk bro is probably one of the best storylines going on in wwe right now but it doesn't feel like they're genuinely enjoying themselves and when they're not you can feel it and when they are like an AEW, you sure as hell can feel it. Yeah. And I think that for me, the consistency of AEW's model is what's going to keep me with them. I mean, at this point, man, there was a, there was a moment a few weeks ago where I was like, I think I want to give up this whole wrestling fan game. This is like a lot of work. I might be that. I might be it, AEW is too good. It's too good. I love this roster. I like, I am so excited about that whole thing. Now, on the other hand, I, 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 I just, I thought that SummerSlam was boring. I, I didn't like. This is what I've been waiting for. This is you cut you 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 cut the product down to a lean, mean fighting machine, and this is this is where we're at. Boo! Can I, I tell think, you my? Can I yes. tell you my favorite part of SummerSlam really quick? And I think I may have mentioned this before, or maybe I just played this out in my head, but it was all the really rude signs on the hard cam. Summer slam this bussy. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Someone and then someone that would ha- probably had to explain to Vince McMahon what bussy was. And I would have paid sort of good money to be on the wall just to see, like, all right, explain to this 77-year-old man what bussy is. The 77-year-old explain to this 77-year-old Republican what bussy is. I think the camera was panning and he was like, that one goes, that one goes, that one goes. He saw bussy and he's like, that one stays. And whoever his Smithers is said, but sir, and he just said, do as I say. And he then he moved on to the next bussy. one. He just saw he that and was like, he just laughed his ass off. <laughs> right. Dude's been right. running a wrestling company for like 50 years. I'm sure he's had his share of bussy. 
Uh, you know, I don't think. Okay, okay. Hold no, on. no, no. He very platonically loves j- hulking, oiled-up men, Erica. Actually, you know what? You know, he is a fan. He he loves ass. You are right, Sean. Not Sean. Chuck. I was looking at Sean. Chuck right. was there. I have. There's a gnat in the room. You I'm ass? very distracted. Sean, I'm, I'm very. I'm very distracted right now. No, think about it. Vince McMahon Justin is Sean a gnat. I don't know who you are. Vince McMahon is obsessed with ass because, like, think about all the kiss my ass matches. Right. All the time. Kiss my ass club. Oh yeah. Come on. This this who? Yeah. So yeah, he probably does know what pussy is. Very very good, Chuck. Also, what are you wearing, Chuck? I know this is a just uh, just a hoodie. Okay, because I was just I'm like that's either like just a, a zip up hoodie with nothing on underneath or the deepest V neck shirt I have ever nope. seen. That's what I was thinking. Plunging neckline. I was like, this is bold. I, you know, I didn't know. What <laughs> you it. And I was like, I'm, I'm covering up my titty, but yeah. It's, I I got home at six. I got in the shower and I got out of the shower and came right here. So, oh damn! So you didn't. Okay. Anyway, so um, so pussy. Let's let's go back. Yeah, let's right. go back. <laughs> uh, no, you know, and and I think that's a thing that's been missing from wrestling for a while. And I guess I can kind of understand why you wouldn't want it, especially if you're trying to run a you know a show for everybody. Then you don't want those rude signs. But um, I mean. AEW fans have been eating it up and having a fun time with some crazy signs. Again, so it's it's nice to see that, you know, for SummerSlam at least, they're like, eh, screw it. Just let them have whatever signs they want. Though I did read something about somebody got a fiend sign taken away from them. I, yeah, and probably- I saw, I think one lasted for a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's what it showed up on hard cam. And then, like the dude that put it up had, I think on his Instagram, the video of them taking it from him of being like, nice. no, you can't put that up again. And, and here's the thing with AEW coming around, Erica, I thought you it was said Dre. It. that was security escorting him from the building. You're right. <laughs> I'm Erica, sorry. Justin, you, you, no, you're good. Erica, you said it before. Wrestling's supposed to be fun. Yes. Right. Yes. And now that we have an alternative to WWE, which is quality and they're having fun. This is why people are turning their heads to WWE now, because here's the thing. There's been other bad part, bad uh, strings of WWE, right? Sure. When it comes to storylines, when it comes to the roster, when it comes to the state of whatever, there's been other bad moments, but a, we didn't have an alternative like AEW at the time. And B it wasn't also surrounded by the fact that Vince and whoever the hell else is just sucking the fun out of wrestling by firing everybody for absolutely no reason, blowing up at, or attempting to blow up NXT or talks of it, whatever it may be. And then when it comes to the fans and the signs and this and that, and all these little picky things that they're getting into and the stuff that's come out about Mickey James getting that and all of this, right. It's just, it's sucking the fun out of wrestling while AEW is enjoying the hell out of it on the other side. And that's why people continue to turn their heads. No matter if AEW is not perfect, not yet. It's, it's in it. And again, Shauna, you're going to love me because this is the first time we're talking since CM Punk showed up, but AEW is in a damn good spot right now, Well, they're not perfect, but they're enjoying themselves. If they're having fun, we'll stick around till they get close to perfect. 
Well, and they're, you know what, like at this point, we're six days away from uh, the, is this the third all in? All out. Or all so out. It's okay. The third all out. Yeah. I mean, so I mean, it, it's, uh, I mean, there's a lot. There's that card looks really good. Yeah. yeah. Can we run card down looks that really card? good. Can we run down that card, Erica? Um, yeah, I will gladly pull it up. I would yeah. appreciate Google that it. so much. I mean, Google uh, that I'm shit, a, Tony. I'm gonna shamelessly, I'm gonna shamelessly plug the fact that Erica's coming on the pay per view pod this week to talk about this. Oh, card. hell yes. Hell yes. So I'll allow it. Yes. <laughs> I'll allow it. That'll be out. That'll be out Saturday morning, Labor Day weekend, baby. Let's see. Wonderful. Okay. We have well, obviously, there's the CM Punk Darby Allen match. Yeah, that's gonna be good. It's gonna be great. I mean, the Chicago crowd. I was just. Well, you think that main events? No. I think it does. I think it does. Really? I really I, think yeah, it does. I don't think I because yeah, it's man. I think in Chicago it has to. And in Chicago, you know okay. And I, I think the way they're writing it too, because I think the fact that Christian, I know we'll get to this match, Christian beat Kenny once for the title, that has knocked that off from the headline match. I think if that impact title match never happened, that might be the headline match. But since we've already seen it once. It's weird, but the AEW World Title match is now a mid card story, especially with CM Punk coming back in Chicago. Well, and we've seen plenty of WrestleManias too, where like the big match happens and then the title match has to follow it. And right. I'm sure Cody and them don't want to repeat that kind of history. Sure. They, they can they can feel out. Okay, what are the people here for? You mean like right. when Rock and Hogan was in the middle of WrestleMania and tr- Triple H winning the title didn't mean anything? Oh to yeah. Anybody? Oh yeah. Erica, you had something? Yeah, well, no, it, it's um, you know, I immediately jumped to the world championship being the main event, mainly because if I do recall, most AEW cards, especially for the pay-per-view, they've had a title be the main event. So I think it's right. just forced a habit for me to think that sure. you know the main title, you know, the big title for oh, the men. You may well be right. It'll be very I, interesting right. to see. It will be I interesting might to pick, see. I mean, but you know, you do. I mean, if they learned anything from the CM Punk returning during Rampage, like that crowd was pretty much just like spent after the CM yeah. Punk yes. segment, and like there yes. were three great matches after it, but like they were like, okay, well, we just kind of. We exhausted ourselves, so we're just going right. to sit here. So, well, yeah, obviously, you don't want a dead crowd for a pay-per-view. Yeah. So that makes all the sense in the world. And you um, don't want to, to be fair, I'm an AEW lover, but you don't want to have another pay-per-view where people say, man, they just can't stick the landing, right? right. Like, that that right. is Great point. on the edge of becoming a rep. Well, and I think it's also very, I'm not expecting him to flop at all, but it is CM Punk's first match in a very long time. And he is he blows in there. He with... jumping into the ring. Right. He pulls a full on shock right. master. Well, and he's also in there. <laughs> he's also in there with a, a, a crazy nut in Darby Allen who, you know. That is a again, bold match to come into. Yes, that is a bold yes. match. I like so, it. The, exactly. I like it, but at the same time, it can go one of two ways. And I think it needs the main event because if it does flop, and it's early on in the card, the rest, the crowd is not going to give a shit about yeah. the rest of the show. The show is, oh yeah. I mean, imagine point. CM Punk has to like go off on crutches or. Right. Uh, he gets uh, hurt. The match is ugly. Something like that. If, if it's just something goes wrong, 
they would rather it be at the end of the show so they can go just like with the the horrible explosions right like at least it was at the end of the show and they didn't have to try to suffer through two more hours of a pay-per-view you know what i mean yeah, absolutely no, quick send really george cassidy back out there the kids love him yeah right right actually that's what they should have done when that went like Oh shit, there are no explosions, just sparklers. They should have just kicked on OC's music and yeah. they're putting his butt and shoved him onto the stage. He comes out with a sparkler. Spin some gold, motherfucker. Spin some gold. You take these sparklers and you dance. Dance for the people. Um, okay. Well, before I throw out my arm dancing with faux sparklers again, which by the way, this is a this is a verbal, this is an audio podcast. This is not a video podcast, but I keep doing things that require a visual and I apologize. Let me, may I uh, run down the card real quick uh, now that we've talked about CM Punk and Darby Allen, which ought Please to continue. be amazing. Okay, so we have the 21 woman casino battle royale. Let's start, for- do, does everybody expect, I expect to see Ruby Soho and that moment when she comes out to Rancid, I am going to explode. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, I'd be shocked if she she wasn't the Joker, which obviously the Joker um, is the last entrant into the Battle Royal. Um, if it's not her, I'm just trying to think of what other woman is available right now. What other high profile woman is available? Um, right. But uh, yeah, once again, it, it has to be her or or stop traffic. Finally, they have somebody from Impact's women's division come over to be the Joker. Yeah, please. So unfortunately for me, I'm so hyped up about the Ruby Soho idea. I Anything know. would be disappointing. However, I think that a sort of, in retrospect, that was a good move would be Deanna Perrazzo. Absolutely. Yeah. Her or yeah. Jordan Grace, in my opinion. I mean, those those two are are awesome. Um, a match that no one asked for, but we're getting Paul White versus QT Marshall. Oh my God. No one well, wants that's a, it. That's a pre-show match. Come out. Am I going crazy or, and I know it was in his contract and whatever, but did Paul, Paul White not in one of his first segments say that I am not here to take any of the shine away from the wrestlers. I'm here to sit back and enjoy it and call the match. Did he not say some form of that? What if his storyline job is to maul Marshall right off the fucking television? Which that, would make be him fine. A, that would make him a hero, and that match would be amazing. Does anybody right? care about QT Marshall and his gang of goons? I kind of like his gang of goons. However... They're just been cast in the wrong spot, and I'm yes. sort of like over the whole thing. Yeah, I think he's got a good supporting cast, you know, around him. Uh, you just need a better leader. Um, I think the the guys that they got in his in his little gang. Uh, I mean, think about where Cody Rhodes came from. He was one of Randy Orton's guys, right? He was one of right. Randy Orton's gangs, and I think those guys. Not don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to compare them to Cody that they're going to be as big as Cody, but a role like that can be really good for talented people. I think they're talented enough. They just don't have a good leader. QT Marshall is not a leader. Just boring, right? Like there's nothing wrong with him. He's just boring. Yes. He's boring. He's Lance storm. Okay. Mm. He is Lance when it comes to to Lance storm. Shout out to Lance storm, who is great. (laughs) If he could be serious for a minute. Yes. And I'm glad that they finally just, you know, it finally got to a point where they said, Lance, you're boring as fuck. So we just need to just 
if you're going to keep wrestling, we need to embrace the fact that you're boring. So go dance like an idiot. <laughs> Say if I could be serious for a minute, like all that shit. That's what they need to do with QT Marshall because man, that he is horrible. Do you guys remember the match on Monday Night Raw where Steve Austin came out on the house mic and just started chanting boring at Lance Storm? I don't even <laughs> yes. remember who he was fighting, but it seemed so mean. Yes, yes, because it was so true. Yeah. You know, that, that Again, it, it goes back to in promos when they take shots and it's real life insults about like whatever real life incident, it hits a little harder. And with even though that wasn't the case with Lance, but everyone knew like, yeah, this guy's really fucking boring. And now Stone Cold's out here yelling boring at him. It kind of like, oh, leave the poor guy alone. Right. He's trying. Also, you mentioned the fact that Cody Rhodes was a part of uh, the the group with Ted DiBiase Jr. Legacy. And, uh, yeah, the Legacy group. And all I can think of when I think of Legacy is Cody telling the story of the worst wrestling match of all time. If you haven't seen it on YouTube, Ted DiBiase has a line that I will be saying for the rest of my life. And uh, I won't spoil it. You can go and find it on YouTube. We'll share it in the One Fall Show group. I really wanted to say the line, but it's like, no, okay, I won't, I won't spoil it. <laughs> right, uh, right. No, it's a, great, it's a great story. It is a great story. The way that Cody retells it uh, during that uh, panel, I think it was that was during the first Starcast. Yes. Um, was just chef's kiss, if you will. Uh, next match on the card, John Moxley versus uh, Satoshi Kojima. Um, so this is, um, Kojima is from new Japan. He's definitely one of their older guys, um, a tough son of a bitch. Uh, but one of his, one of his things that his like Kojima fans know Kojima loves bread. Like he, yeah, it's like a thing. He's like, I love bread. Bread's awesome. So he's, he's still kind of new. Like he's learning English. His English isn't great, but he tweeted the following in English uh, over the weekend. <clears throat> Hello, wrestling fan. Thank you to everyone who came to me after seeing the AEW site. I am Satoshi Kojima, who has been in this business for 30 years. I eat a lot of bread in my private life. Thank you. That's the tweet. <laughs> nice. And I'm like, yeah. Talk about building a pay-per-view. Everyone's got to have a hobby. <laughs> yeah. So to me, this Kojima match is the introduction to whatever the next match is, because yeah. this, this one does not have a whole lot of steam. Sure. I mean, I think it, I'm, I'm quite certain that I will enjoy it because I enjoy strong style Japanese wrestling but I don't have any context for Kojima really. And I think it's the kind of match that a lot of fans like <clears throat> Justin Valentine will whine about being boring or some such. Listen, <laughs> I think the one thing I'll say about it, because you're, you're probably right. And that's fine. That's good. I, I listen, I am high on AEW right now. I'm high on their storytelling has gotten better heading into this pay-per-view. Stop laughing at me, Chuck. I'm, I'm talking. I love um, that. You're saying you're high on the pay-per-view while Shawnee's taking a hit. That's why I was laughing too. <laughs> Hey, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, I, I will say with this one, if it is exact, and it felt that way, right? I, I Again, I'm not well-versed in New Japan, but Shawnee, what you just said, it feels like it is just a ramp into whatever the next big match is. I will go back to with AEW only having a few pay-per-views pay a year. Should we not have gotten this on a rampage, maybe? 
for the ramp to the big match. It to be seems NFL. like it hard to say, although the travel restrictions could be weird. There could be any number of things that Very took true. place. I will say in completely unrelated news, I saw that um, murder grandpa's tweeted that he is on his way to the United States and I'm excited. I'll be seeing him a couple of yes. days after the AEW show in New York city. It'd be, I wonder what he's doing between now and his first bookings. I don't know what, maybe he'll be watching wrestling this weekend. That, I think, in my opinion, the hope is that this is a long-term plan to get Moxley versus Murder Grandpa at Wrestle Kingdom next year. Oh, yes, right. I'm, I'm for it. Uh, yeah, Just have Moxley yeah, yes, go please. through a couple of New Japan, you know, strong style guys, and then eventually it comes down to like, no, 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 you got to take on this guy. He has wrestled... Um... Murder Grant. We we keep saying Murder okay, Grant okay, as, as, as if everybody knows who we're talking about. He has wrestled Minoru Suzuki uh, in New Japan, so I would Please. love to see. I would love to see Minoru Suzuki on on American television right. because I feel like he has owed that. He is an experience. He's just. He's just so scary. Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. just such a scary man. And but on the same time, he's just then he looks like the cutest old man on his uh, on his Instagram, Instagram with his yeah. socks. He loves socks yeah. and fishing. Yes, yep. it's great. Please, I'm please, Shawnee. When you get to see the murder, Grandpa, what like next week? Start no, it's late September. Oh, late September. Start a murder, Grandpa. <laughs> murder, Grandpa. Yeah. Dance. One thing that AEW has done so well, and I think is so, it's it's such a perfect, just sort of gateway into the thing after having to sit through pandemic. The, the crowd experience coming back, I thought was going to be fun. And I was thinking in terms of WWE crowds. AEW crowds right now are like a thousand times better because we've got all these <laughs> fun ass songs, yep. uh, which I just wanted to point out, Kaze Nina Ray, oh, having a stadium full of people chanting that would off, be awfully fun on an AEW. But um, uh, you, you know, the, the, the signs, I had not, like the signs, I enjoy, I'm a people watcher. If you've ever watched a wrestling event with me, I'm constantly pointing out, look at this motherfucker in yeah. the crowd. But the crowds have been mundane in WWE. Now it's like a corn, like I don't need wrestling anymore. If I could actually get a second camera that was that just showed me crowds and I could hear the audio of the wrestling, I think I sure. would have a better time. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, WWE, one thing they did wrong, I think, especially with AEW around. Again, that changes everything when you got competition doing something right. Uh, I think coming right out of the pandemic with live crowds and just focusing on John Cena, who was not sticking around, and you focus your whole summer on the summer of Cena, and the game plan was not for him to stay longer than August, that hurts you a lot because you just put all your eggs into the one basket of John Cena and now that basket is now gone. When it comes to the crowd experience and when it comes to the hype and the pop of the crowd, where AEW, just like you said, between the fun songs and, of course, just CM Punk being back and the, you know, the great storytelling and the matches they have going on, that's what's got the crowd hype over there, where they said, we need John Cena. And now John Cena's gone. And now what? Let me say to all these critics who who like to say, you know, because early on, uh, Cody Rhodes said, like, we, we would want only, like, five percent of the wwe roster we're not here to like just pick up everybody and so that was this criticism that went on and on and on and i i sort of had that in my head i didn't verbalize it a lot but i thought like eh, you know i don't know let's see you know what no with these crowds with wwe being so bad and now having a ton of people who just got fired from there who can wink wink 
you know, every promo from now until the end of time about fuck those guys over there is yep. going to be so much fun. Yep. So yep. much fun. Yep. hundred percent. You know, and again, the fact that. What if Bray Wyatt does that Vince McMahon shit in AEW? That's what, exactly it. And here's the thing. It is. I, again, very high on AEW right now. And look at Shawnee. Look at you, Shawnee. You're just like, it's like, okay. And okay. I'm I know. God. It's, it's actually like a crack. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> God. I pushed the button and it worked. Um, another thing with AEW is, and again, we haven't been on in a few weeks. Um, they have played Rampage perfectly. Yeah. They, I mean, it has it has done exactly what I, I felt like it needed to be. Um, and with that being said, yeah, I'm good with Bray Wyatt going over there now because they're paying, they're playing this second show perfectly where they can have more going on and it's only one hour and yet they get three to four segments in there. And they had all this talent and you still got to see varsity blondes, right? Right. Shout out to the varsity blondes. Not listen. I think what the hell is that? (laughs) No, we're not going to just pretend that had not get out of here. That's what she said. Oh, geez. No, I bet. What year is it? Holy shit. When, (laughs) when Borat did that joke, the joke was that that was an ancient, not funny joke. And Borat was like, 15 years ago. That's Damn. before you were born. What is going on? Listen, do you know one of the most ruthless, heartless things to do is to take someone's bad joke and just rip it apart? Yes, I know. Shred? That's why I just okay, did just, it. <laughs> yeah, just making sure. Because you just, <laughs> we could have just slid right past that bad joke and moved on with our show. But instead, you had to explain to me why. Like, stop the whole conversation. And I broke the me. fuck out of you. And I'll do it again, Erica. <laughs> You, you know what isn't a bad joke, gentlemen? The AEW TNT Championship title match at All Out, mm. which is Miro versus Eddie Kingston. I haven't decided. I it's because one, the pop Kingston would get to you know if he were to win, huge. But should Miro drop the title yet? I don't. Nah. I think I, I know. Think a, I, I think it's a good time too. Here's the I thing think about Miro. He is, he's getting crazier. And I think you take the title from him and he just goes like, like full oh. 11, blah, Miro all oh. the time. And I think when he said, up there at some point. I have to admit, I made a mistake, which is hard because I have giant arms. Like, what are you talking about? You beautiful <laughs> fool. <laughs> yeah, no, I think this is a good time. I think Eddie Kingston's a perfect candidate to take it off of him without hurting him. I think he's had a good run. I think what Shawnee just said is 100% true as well. I think they're working on Lana, you know, going back to being his manager. I mean, he mentions his smoking hot wife every single time he's on the screen, even he's, if it's the he's just in competition with Carl Anderson. Wife, like on WWE, he right. just is like being more and more pushing the envelope further yes. and further. And if you watch their, their social media, it's a fucking hilarious. Yes. Great stuff. I think it's the perfect time, though. Perfect person, perfect time without hurting Miro to have, uh, you know, him drop the title uh, and it could probably help his character in the sense of him being so fucking crazy. What's he going to do when he loses the title? Yeah, I, he I'm, goes, I'm, goes into Hulk mode. I'm okay with him losing it here if he does. And again, to Eddie Kingston, fuck yeah. 
All right, next match, uh, not for a championship, but it ought to be uh, just brutal and beautiful at the same time. Oh, I know. Pack versus Andrade El Idolo. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's going to be, that's going to be match of the great. night. This is, really? This will, probably, this will probably be match of the night. Not obviously CM Punk is the moment of the night. Straight up match and being like intense, like great pro spots, wrestling. everything. You'd yes. be a fool not to watch this match. These two yeah, they, are they, two they're the cleanest... in the perfect position to steal that show. Yeah. Two of the cleanest guys when it comes to executing moves, transitions, reversals, spots. You know, uh, Pac can go with a high flying. And Andrade can too, but, you know, Pac probably does it a little bit better. Uh, yeah, this is going to be um, – I, I haven't decided who I want to win this match. I think I'm just ready for it just to take over the show. Gentlemen, any other comments on Pack versus Andrade? No, I, I, it's really fun to me that I'm so used to after 30, 40 years of WrestleMania happens every April to have basically a second WrestleMania in like September. It's just, it's a blast. And brother, you can have a third WrestleMania in January. In January. It's called it's called Wrestle Kingdom. That's Y'all true. should check it out. Maybe you've heard of it. It's only anyway. two nights and is starts that, at three in the morning. Is hey. that impact? Yeah, Moving well, on. Yeah, there's always slam anniversary. Moving on. It's the AEW Tag Team Championship. Uh, we got the Young Bucks <sighs> versus the Lucha Brothers in a steel cage. So this is going to be now JV's nightmare. Flippy shit. For the no, sake not, of flippy no, no, shit. No, 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 And it's, I mean, at the same time, like, I, I mean, I love Washington Lucha Brothers. They're so great. They're My so nightmare great. is not flippy shit because I love the Lucha Brothers. My nightmare okay. is the Young Bucks. Now, do you Ooh. think that a steel cage, are you intrigued by how they play in a steel cage? Because I think one of the things that becomes a drag about them is how many times they do toe with Cetas and stuff like that, right? Like, right. Like, in the ring, out of the ring, in the ring, out of the ring, yuck, yuck, yuck. Where, like, inside the confines of a cage, I'm very intrigued. Yeah. Um, when I saw them face the Hardys in the ladder match in Ring of Honor just before the Hardys came over, that was a yeah. great, great match. And I can't recall, I think it was that one, actually. There was just a moment in time where I was, I said, you know, for people who don't think the Bucks can do a, a, a match like an old style match, they showed that they can. But they don't often enough. I agree with you on that count, Justin. But I just think yeah. I'm, I'm intrigued. You know, the high spots are going to be awesome with the steel yeah. cage. Yeah. Um, but there'll be, I think, more of a build. It'll be less of that just like, blam, blam, blam. Everyone's flying all over. Hey, another Canadian destroyer. Woo, you know. Yeah. Um, hopefully there's a little more psychology here. I just hope the Young Bucks don't ruin any of the, any of the great spots that the Lucha Brothers will give us in a match like this because they, they, they suck at selling. They they suck at executing. They do. They're athletic. They can do the moves. They just really need to time it out. And you know, it just again, the young bucks remind you that wrestling is fake. Um, it's funny to hear that you not like the young bucks because, like, I have every faith that you could put them in the ring with anybody, and like, yeah. there's going to be a passable, much less good match about it. I, they but then can the, do it on the it's opposite side. It. Like, don't I, I'm in the camp of don't quit giving kenny omega a microphone what sure. oh my lord no, no, no I mean, see, I'm, I'm on the opposite of both of you guys uh, <laughs> i want i want kenny omega to have the microphone until he finally gets good at it and that's when he should he should get oh, to flip baby face no time out you don't and, tell a world champion to get a microphone till you get good at it you should be good at it by now 
the hell? Otherwise, you shouldn't be holding a mic. Okay, and the other thing I want to talk about is the fact that, once again, the fundamental difference between Justin Valentine and I as wrestling fans, the Young Bucks remind you that wrestling is fake. No, they don't, because I never forgot. It's, we're not watching real <laughs> no. fights. Stop. No, get out of here. like the you, real you fights. You do not tell me as a wrestling fan, you do not watch the matches and enjoy the, uh, uh, why no, from the say, minute no, that music comes on i'm why? like these are my carny no. motherfuckers no, 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 trick no. me baby no, i fucking no. know that they're all huddled <laughs> behind the wall they're not Listen. actually running out from their cars to beat each why other up it, no shawnee why is it that we said uh, and we were saying how great of a match pack and andrade are is gonna give at the pay-per-view why because they're great in the ring what does that mean not only are they athletic because guess what almost the entire roster is athletic but they put on good matches part of putting on good matches is selling what the fuck you're doing and the young bucks suck at that they suck at it right now they they're athletic they can do it they can wrestle yes there is no doubt about that but when it comes to selling what they're doing they're not good not one bit. Okay, we're just going to have to agree to disagree on this one, gentlemen. Moving on. We have so we're not AW. a Young Bucks room. No, I, we're not. It never happened. <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> he seems so upset, but no. Why, why, why is that even a question? <laughs> All right, we got AEW Women's Championship title match. We got Britt Baker versus Chris Statlander. I think Britt Baker is going to retain, but I think it's yeah. still going to be a solid match. I like Chris yeah. Sandlander a lot. Yeah, me yeah, too. I, yeah, I think Britt hangs on to the title until their next pay-per-view. At I least. love Chris Statlander. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, I re- I'd like both of them. Like, they're both great. So, okay, cool. Consensus. <laughs> now after that. <laughs> Back on the same page. Jericho and MJF. Oh, well, oh what we did God. just say is that we are a Chris Statlander room. I'm sorry. I thought we that was relevant. We are a Chris Statlander room. Yes. And a Britt Baker room. And a Britt yeah, Baker no, room. Yes. Shout out to Britsburg, by the way. My God, that was great. Eh. So Jericho and MJF. Um, I I could I couldn't care less about this match. This huh? has to be a Jericho's going away for a while match, right? Like, I hope so. Yeah, but you have him. And I'm not even <sighs> in the camp of like. I know there's a big faction of wrestling fans. Probably our audience would be um, specific to that of people who are just like. Chris Jericho, your politics suck. And so therefore I have right. a hard time being enthusiastic about you. I don't, sure. I'm not in that camp and I have a real hard time being enthusiastic about him. So if I had a negative, you know, a more negative opinion, um, you know, if I, if I made that emotional, um, mm. my, my negative opinion, I'd have a real, like, yeah, he's, he's, he's like, he and QG Marshall can go, I don't know. Yeah. Right. And, and you know, start, uh, started, uh, well, he already, QT already has a training school. So never mind. I don't know. They can go do something together. Everything that Justin said about a half an hour ago about the big show is how I feel about Chris Jericho being on the card for all in here. Like you had the, f- the five labors of Jericho. It ended probably perfectly. There's no reason to do this again, yeah. other than the fact that I want to be on the big card. That's going to have a bunch of people in the crowd. And I want that paycheck. Right. Listen, like this leaves a moment like Jericho nailed do a cross bloody being dragged out by MJF, right? Like it's got to be like a huge, like, thank you, good night kind of moment here. Right. So MJF's just going to pull out a gun and shoot him. Oh, one one (laughs) thing I have to say before we get here, though, 
on the Stone Cold interview on whatever his, uh, you know, uh, network podcast is called. Broken Skull Sessions. He was talking about how he's whatever, 12 or 13 time cha- uh, champion. And he said, and, you know, he's one of these guys, I think, um, I, I think KO's a lot like this too. He said, and, you know, none of those championships was as a baby face. Can you believe that? So mm-hmm. now do we... Babyface Jericho maybe on a run at some point in the future. Can that that's not even possible, no. right? With the enthusiasm level for Jericho anymore? No, right. I think and then again, everything you said about why the enthusiasm isn't high on Jericho is true, but this does nothing to help it because they're doing exactly what people hate about WWE. Way too long of storytelling. By the time we got to the five labors of Jericho, it was too long. Then we got through the five labors of Jericho. Like Sure, this might be a Jericho going away thing, but this does nothing for MJF to beat Jericho again and again and again and again. The only thing I can see, and I know you want to go, Shawnee, the only thing I can see potentially that would save this segment for MJF and for the crowd, this is where Daniel Bryan shows up to go at MJF after MJF beats Chris Jericho. I think that's the only thing that saves it. If it's just another MJF beats Jericho and we're supposed to say goodbye to Jericho, you can, you can pass me on that. Put it on AEW dark for all I care. I don't want to see it. (laughs) Um, Speaking of the, the five labors of Jericho. Now I think I came into it a little bit more hype for Nick Gage than most of you. Did you guys feel that that was uneven as fuck, that whole thing? Like, I was super hyped for Nick Gage, and then the rest of the stuff, you know, we <laughs> with that movie, with that terrible, right. that awful match. I, I, I think it's just no, been very, you, like, eh, 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 eh. You, you make an outstanding point, you know, regarding the, the, um, the order of the labors, because I feel like they could have really done something if they would have ended with Nick Gage, just this crazy motherfucker uh, who, who's just, you know, I'm, I'm gonna break all the light tubes I see. I right. don't care. You know, a pane of glass, I'll run through it. Wee! <laughs> you know, give, give, me your, give me your knives, your pizza cutters, your Yay! Ginzu block sets. I don't care. Uh, because that's what Nick Gage sounds like. Um, I feel like if they would have closed with that, that would have been really something. But yeah, the way it just kind of fizzled, um, it, it, it's, it's, it, it does a disservice to MJF, who is outstanding. So mm-hmm. hopefully what, whatever the fuck happens uh, at All Out, this is just dead and buried. MJF can move on to a feud that truly elevates him to where he should be. He's yeah. amazing. Yes. All right. I think uh, lastly, uh, and of course, we, you know, but not least, but apparently we might be a little lukewarm on it. It's Omega versus uh, Christian Cage. Once again, I think we all kind of think like, well, Kenny's not going to drop the belt. This is where I think, you know, a Daniel Bryan or somebody else could pop up to kind of make something crazy because I feel like Kenny winning at the end is expected or, or shoot, never mind. I, Cause I'm thinking in the back of my head, like, uh, it's closing the show because I'm so used to title matches closing the show because right. that does make sense. Um, I don't know. Christian Cage has been hanging out with CM Punk. Christian Cage takes both titles. They celebrate. Then CM Punk does the whole, hey, you know, we're buddies, but I need them titles. Boom, right. Boom. You know, they Maybe. do some more. They do some more uh, elite story and then come back around. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think 
there's anything crazy happening with this match, uh, no matter who wins, whether Christian wins or uh, Kenny. I think this is going to be a result kind of match, and uh, call it that. Um, I I, th- I think Daniel Bryan makes more sense to spice up the MJF Jericho match. Um, okay. I have enough faith in AEW storytelling right now that there has to be a reason why we're doing MJF and Jericho again, and it isn't just to say goodbye to Jericho. Um, and it could be to debut Daniel Bryan. I, I think this match we've seen it once. We've seen Christian beat Omega once, so no matter which way it goes, I think it's just a result. I think it's going to be a great wrestling match, much oh, like yeah. sure. the, the pop sure. uh, match with. Um, It'll be interesting because Kenny has more of a like the new wrestling style, and Christian is very much has his his feet planted in the like kind of attitude era ground game of yeah. how he wrestles. So to see those two styles come against you, I mean, we got to see it when he won the Impact title a couple weeks ago, and it worked right. out well. So. I think it's funny once again to hear how much Justin you don't like the fact that Christian won the impact title because now you feel like, well, I've seen this match. Whereas to me, it makes really good storytelling because up until that point, it's like, oh, well, Christian's just another name for Kenny Omega to run through. But then, oh, well, he put this wrinkle in it where it's like, oh, he took one title off and he could take a All second. Right. I'm surprised they haven't made it title for title at this point, just to like well, reset everything and plant the feud and then move on. I think, and this is, I had that opinion before CM Punk showed up and before I think CM Punk is headlining the, the show. When I, I had that opinion, when I thought Christian and Omega was the main card of the show. Sure. I don't think it is anymore. And I think yeah. now that it's been pushed to the mid card, I think it's a little more okay of what we saw before. And it makes a little more sense as to why they had that match when they did uh because and that gives me more reason to believe that they're not main event in the show we're also looking at this again from that sports attitude and i'm not putting this on you this has been all of us justin but yes. like part of this match is the fact that you've got diane callis and you've got the good brothers and you've got mm-hmm. um 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 kazarian and yeah. you've got potential people i can't figure out him out you know like <laughs> I, I, I'm enjoying his whole little like uh, Van Helsing thing where he just keeps showing up to like shoot a, uh, a, a, a banana cream pie at Kenny Omega. Right. <laughs> well, okay. So, you know, at, once Kenny wins though, this is why I think like something has to happen. Like what's, what's next for Kenny Omega? What's next for MJF? And could it possibly be those two feuding next right well, that was that. intriguing because of the uh, asymmetrical nature of the mic work right like right that will force kenny to have to step his game up because it'll be like just, a john cena roman reigns like mjf is great in his sleep well yeah and i think uh i think aew does need to do especially with the world title just a result match Right. You can't just how I how we said, like with Rampage, you can't have something crazy happen every week because now the expectation is, you know, if nothing crazy happens, it sucks for the world title matches. When it comes to pay-per-views, you can't have something crazy happen at the end of every world title match on a pay-per-view. Sometimes just let Kenny win. Right. Whether he cheats, whatever, let him celebrate. And then let's start building something else new on Dynamite on Wednesday. Either way, we're in for a hell of a show. I oh, can't wait. I can't watch it live, which I hate. Oh, you have to work? I have, I'm at a concert. Mm. I was just going to ask if we wanted to do like a live cast. I had to put it on Discord. Damn it. I'll, I, as far as I know, I'll be around. So I'll, I'd be more than happy to hang out with you on Discord. And All right. 
I'll be around. I've got, I've got no place else to go. Oh, it's fine. No, actually, I'll be officially on vacation at that point because I'm taking all next week off. So even more reason. So yeah, we score. It's gonna be a good time. Nice. I feel bad, guys. We haven't really talked. Like I said, I know it's bad, but we haven't really talked about WWE. Yeah, but we're headed into all out. I I feel completely fine about it. Uh, Right. I'm just saying. Okay. Well, let let me then let me. If you, if I may, absolutely um, no, go for it, man. Because you know there are still WWE fans out there, so I, I definitely want to talk to you guys. Um, because a yes, yeah, SummerSlam was not great. Felt like a house show for the first seventy-five percent of it. Um, when Brock Lesnar can save a show, that tells you how bad it is. Um, because it looks even listen, funnier with hair on it. Yes, very true. Very, very true. Grand analysis, Shawnee. <laughs> That's, that's, what she, that's what Shawnee got from the four hours of SummerSlam. Yep. <laughs> uh, four. Three. I don't know. Still like nine. Uh, okay. I thought it was like five and a quarter. I think it was over at like quarter after 12. Was it really? Yeah, it was too remember, long. It was a little bit ago. Uh, I will say, though, I am intrigued by him coming after Roman with Paul Heyman involved. Um, I think that's a fun story, uh, you know, and. I, what they did on SmackDown with it, uh, I think they're they're playing it off good. Now there's the wrinkle of, did Paul Heyman know Brock is showing up? What's going on here? So that's fun. Uh, they're giving Finn his title shot. Uh, again, probably not going to win it, just like we thought when he was involved with John Cena. But I'm I'm with that. I'm with that wrinkle. Uh, and then of course, we got to talk about the Becky Lynch thing um, with Bianca Belair. And whatever the hell's going on with Sasha Banks, I ha- I don't know if you guys have confirmation of what the hell that was. I've heard it had something to do with her not being vaccinated, COVID-related. I don't know. Um, but that was weird. It was definitely not planned. But there are so many different ways they could have done that. You should not have done that to Bianca Belair. You should not have done that to Becky Lynch, right? Whether that was planned or not, you, you had a great moment in Becky returning, and you ruin it because you have her completely squash Bianca. There's so many other routes you could have gone with that. The you, only way you can sell that is if you meet like Becky's return has nothing to do with, Hey, I'm back. And Becky's return starts with like, Oh yeah, you think you're the best. You think you're the, the new thing. Well, I just whooped your ass and I'm going to do it again at the next pay-per-view. What do you have to say for yourself? And it's just an assault, right? So that, but that's not how WWE works. It was just, as, as you said, it was just poorly thought out. And so it completely, like, what a, what, the, the, the high, potential high moment for a lot of people watching that, that event to then just get kicked in the teeth and to watch people on Twitter just be like, what the fuck? Right, um, right. I was not that excited for it because I was just like, this event sucks. Oh, here she is. It's not, I, I didn't, I, I went such a low with WWE her appearance didn't didn't uh, create any dopamine. Um, so then when that, but I was pissed when that happened, and I was like, oh, because I was I was chatting with our friend Elizabeth Chuck, and and she was like, oh my god, oh my god, here she is, and I was just like, eh, that's cool, all right, yay, I do actually, I'm a huge fan, but for whatever reason, I feel pity for anyone stuck in this company. Uh, but then just to crush Bianca, it was like. You're doing so many things wrong with this WWE. Like, there's so many things wrong with this specific crushing. Uh, well, it, it, it definitely felt like, for whatever reason, Becky's not ready. Um, and that's why it happened the way it did. 
But again, if she's not ready, have it be have Bianca squash Carmella and then Becky come out and just cut a sick promo on Bianca if you want a moment. Oh right? yeah, and or you could you could shake it up in any capacity. She you know she comes in and just does a move or two, ba boom ba boom. It doesn't affect right. the story like that did. It doesn't right. bring like. It's a slap in the face. Again, how many times are you going to let this company slap you in the face? Oh, Bray Wyatt gone. Alistair Black's getting his third push. Please, Jesus, maybe this is the one. Boom, cut. Like, what the, you know? So it it felt like that again, because she was one of those people that just, it seems universally we were cheering for, right? Like there, there weren't, there weren't factions. It was just like, yes, this is a champion. Yes. I said it last weekend uh, when it happened, but Friday through Sunday was, I, in my opinion, the perfect encapsulation of professional wrestling in 2021 because you had Rampage on Friday with the big CM Punk debut and all of us were super excited. And, and then uh, Saturday at SummerSlam, which had plenty of stuff to kind of be bummed out about. And then Sunday they gave us an NXT, which was pretty good. And in my opinion, that is that is what wrestling is nowadays. You've got... You've got one set of, um, let's say, one set of relatives who are willing to give you exactly what you want. And then you've got another set of relatives that want to give you what you want, but have a budget they're working within. And then you've got that one relative that doesn't know exactly what you want, so is going to give you what they think you want. <laughs> sure. G.I. Joe's. Uh, G.I. Joe's from Wish. Uh, Lincoln Logs. <laughs> do we even do we even have the strength to go through nxt just being brutalized in front of our eyes or are we all just is it just ptsd for all of us i i don't i I don't know that that i've seen it yet like that logo is garbage and we can Mm. all agree on that oh yes Uh, horrible uh, they're apparently moving NXT to Nickelodeon because that's what that logo says to me. Yeah. Um, Triple H enjoys his giant, giant, giant stack of money because every ounce of his pride has got to be just spilled across the floor right now. Yep. They yeah. did that man dirty. Yep. It's one thing to just to give all the fans a finger, but they're like, he's an executive of the company and one of the most respected figures in professional wrestling history. And they just pantsed him. Yep. They pantsed him. <laughs> Come well, on. To, be, to be fair, have you seen his quads? I don't know. Or, probably. I mean, he runs around in fucking wrestling gear. I, I didn't really think about it. Oh, that was a rhetorical <laughs> question. I apologize. <laughs> I haven't uh, really looked at him. Anything good from TakeOver? Any, you know, like any, anything to talk about? Yeah, the Cameron Grimes LA Night match was everything I wanted it to be. Uh, sure. Million Dollar Man getting involved was, was really sweet. And then uh, the next last week on nxt they kind of like put a put a pin in that uh in that particular story when uh ted dibiase uh left in a limo with the million dollar title um so you know i'm i'm sure that's over and i'm i hope cameron grimes has something cool coming up in the future i'm sure la knight will be fine he's the mjf of nxt he's going to be absolutely fine no matter what they do with him unless they you know put him in stupid gear or something now I heard a rumor. I don't know if anyone else can verify this, but that the new um, theme song for NXT is going to be. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> and we're live from the Capital Wrestling. <laughs> I don't know. I well, think Wale is supposed to be working on it, so he may sample that. I'm not sure. Remix. Um, Samoa Joe and Karrion Cross was. Hey. It, it was good. It was what I expected, but there was yeah. a moment during the match where like. 
Samoa Joe did flew through the ropes and hit carrying cross and then kind of just sat there on his hands and knees for probably a good 20 seconds, just kind of looking at the floor going, man, you can do all the cardio in the world that you want to do, but you are never ready to get back in the ring until you're back in the ring. Oh, that's so true. And Samoa Joe not carrying cross straight to a BDSM Pornhub video. Yeah. Shout out. Coming to that, soon to Monday Night Raw, Leather Daddy. Jesus. Putting the raw on Monday Night Raw. Hey. All hey, right. That, that, see, now we can call it Smack Raw again. Carrying there we cross. go. There you go. Bringing, it, bringing us Smack Raw. Well, what do you kids say? I mean, I don't know. Do we have anything else to talk about? We, we've been on here for a minute. Yeah, yeah no, I think, we're, I think we've covered it all. Up on. And I, I think we'll... Oh, oh, let, let me just throw one comment. Edge and Seth Rollins definitely had a match of the year candidate. Shout out to Edge for that because that was yeah, good. That was good. It's a bummer that it cost uh, Gangrel an AEW appearance, but... Yeah. What? At least he, they still, they oh, still gave geez, him his okay. paycheck, though. So that yeah, was, that was how very cool nice. is that they story? Did. They did. Yeah. Like, hey, we don't want to do a thing they just did over on the other show like a week later, but it's not your fault. So we're still cutting you a check. Like, that's that's a feel good story. That's which, you know, we need more of when we're going through a year where cuts are still happening. Carney's done right. (laughs) That's what we're rooting for now. It's the one last shred of hope for the peons out here in the out here in the, the mean streets. Like, thank God that Carney got done right like that carney got done right shawnee you've been okay one shawnee you are in a place uh, but, uh, you have been hold a, on let me see if it works i'm high on aew right now uh uh, uh he's, he's scrambling it. he's scrambling oh there it is hey uh, motherfucker <laughs> no no i'm not doing it now what am i some fucking some some, some, some dance monkey organ grinder monkey absolutely not <laughs> until next week oh man and let's get this thing on video let's all hang out in the same room i like it all right people Bring you can cheese. find all if you if you, I, I, as far as i'm concerned everyone if you want to find us all of our links will be in the show notes okay um, if any read these, them show notes if any read of them. these psychopaths want to give their specific information like proper pluggers they are welcome to you can talk amongst yourselves decide if you want to you know how you want to handle this i mean erica you're going to be on my podcast this week too jv sports talk pay-per-view all right you got one plug you don't get to just like shawnee just offered another conversation shawnee offered another one and i took it you're welcome jv always takes the point come on we know this we know this it's it's your favorite podcast chuck no comment who that was helpful that was palpable. Science. Yeah, my favorite tag team is the Ascensions. So that tells you where my standards are. Shout out to the Ascension, man. Shout Connor out. and Victor, wherever you may be. They listen to the podcast. Oh, of course they do. <laughs> it's their favorite. I hope not. <laughs> That's what's holding us down. It's Connor and Victor. <laughs> Hey, make sure you check out the One Fall Show YouTube page because that's where you can see uh, Super Universe Mode with me and Nate and Will. We're just we just wrapped up this past Saturday our first season, so we had uh, we had three killer weeks. We had an NXT Takeover, we had WrestleMania, and then we had AEW Blood and Guts. And uh, this last week was our final week. It was just a regular week, 
And then the next time we reconvene on, which I believe is on September 11th, Saturday, September 11th, we will be doing a draft and totally fucking up the rosters. So I'm looking forward to that. Good time to jump in. All right. Do take us out. Don't fall in the hole. Yeah, there you go. There it is. There it is. It's been three weeks. We we found it. Got any titles, Erica? Of course I do. And you've been a title machine this whole episode, (laughs) sir. You've been very impressive. Uh, Well, Mr. President, they don't think varsity blondes are over. (laughs) Remember that joke from an hour ago? It's still good. It was great. Uh, it's still good. It's still a good one. <laughs> uh, I just have handsome Tony, all caps, exclamation point. Uh, this That's is evergreen. Her, it, it, it very true. Uh, this is this is a charcuterie podcast now, uh, which I'm sure won't make the cut. But <laughs> I you know, like I like it though. I I, don't I like know, it. Too. Oh, I don't. You, I don't know anyone other than you knows how to spell charcuterie. I mean, it. You know, I mean, I already wrote it down. Yeah. Uh, SH, not S, just Jesus. I'm tired. Okay, See, next. even you have no idea. <laughs> I know. I know how to spell it. I just, I never learned to read. <laughs> we learned, did we learn Shawnee? Oh, there he is. I thought we lost Shawnee. I'm so tired, you guys. S- it's CH. Thanks. Anyway, uh, what are you talking about, you beautiful fool? <laughs> <laughs> that, one, that one popped me, Shawnee. Yeah, yeah. Trick me, baby. Also yeah, another evergreen good. title. Um, I, I, I got a kick out of, they pantsed him. They pantsed him. <laughs> they pantsed him. <laughs> and then, of course, naturally, they did that carny right. They did that carny right. <laughs> Yo, Very gonna, serious. Are we... Are, is that a hundred percent Shawnee comments? Um, it's, it's, I've got two it's a few Erica's in there. I knocked over my my microphone. I don't um, even know why me and Chuck are here. The hell? Yeah, no. Funny, Chuck. Shit. Because I need yeah, someone I mean, to roast. Yeah, right. We, we're the setup man. We set We're we're the straight yeah. man. We set them up. They knock them down. Well, you're the straight yeah, man. Knock, I'm the gay it. straight All man. Right, cool. But got it. Yeah, no, that's fair. Yes, it's fun. It's good times. Uh, you are you are the Dean Martin to our Jerry Lewis, Shawnee and I, Jerry Lewis all the way, all day long, all day long. Do you know who Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis are, Justin Valentine? <laughs> how did I know? How did I know this question was coming? <laughs> We've been on this five Zoom for fucking almost two hours. Okay. Okay, it's yeah, fine. Yeah, he's missed, he's missed the first ten minutes of Raw. He wants to go. Oh, yeah, fair, fair. Okay. Well, we should go. It's the it's kid been... friendly hour. Let's let him have at it. <laughs> Three hours. Right. Thank. By the way, guys, thank you. I needed this. This is. Uh, it's been Good. a week, and I needed this two or hour and however fucking long of uh, enjoyment. So thank this you so very much. A lot of fun, and I seriously think that if we can figure out how to squeeze it in, let's do a uh, a Lions post game show. <laughs> Sure, why not?